The Spin-Off Podcast Network. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. Raising capital or taking your business to the world? Investment Fix has everything you need to make it happen. This season, we're exploring the US market, the opportunities it offers, what it takes to grow a business there, and the best way to approach investors. The Investment Fix podcast. Tune in today. What happened to Arepa? We drank it all. Ah. It's all gone. And also, last time we had Red Bulls in the studio, you got upset that you didn't have one, so I bought one for you. Thank you. That's yum, isn't it? it? It's Mm. just a classic flavour. Oh, my God. Such a good breakfast. There's nothing like it. And I had a one-square meal. (laughs) So did I. Look out, world. Pod. My name is Jane Yee. This is your reality TV recap in real life in New Zealand podcast. I'm joined by Duncan Grieve and Alex Casey. Alex is already laughing. <laughs> I found a great story and odd stuff. <laughs> ah! There's a lot of news this week coming out of Australia, out of Maths Australia specifically. We'll get to that in just a moment. First of all, I want to tell you about the Real Pod Corner. It's our Facebook page. Um, last week, we did a big shout out to some Daylight Peeps, Daylight being the sister company of the spin off. And we had some peeps upstairs uh, who, who listened to the real pod. We did a big thing. And then I saw Lauren's morning. I was like, Did you listen to the podcast last week? She was like, No. Nah. <gasps> <laughs> so that fell on deaf ears. So we don't, don't talk about anyone. Is don't that what you're saying? Because then they were This whole thing's a secret. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> the real pod corner, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Real Pod Corner. That's where you can have chats about things in the podcast, about things in life, about things in reality TV, anything at all. Just odd, odd stuff. Odd stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and we're on Instagram, the Spinoff Podcast Network. Find us there too. Speaking of podcasts. Should we do one? Well, yeah, we, we are doing one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the fact that you're listening to this means we're doing one. But also, you did a fold with Lucy B. For I sure did. You should care about. I think it's a good one. Great. That's good news. Yeah, I like Lucy. She's she's um she's she's just got the the keys to the future. She knows things. Do people? I feel like people don't even really understand how big of a deal Lucy is. Like, no. Shit you should care about. It's got how many followers on Instagram? Three point two mil. Do you know how I found shit you should care about when I was living in America? Did what? My American friends were posting things, and then I followed it, and then I came home and discovered that it was run by a little Kiwi Kiwi lass, or lasses, lass I. Lassettes? Lassos. Yeah, amazing, right? Yeah, she just rocks around like like it's nothing. But it's a a, a real good chat, I reckon. Um, If if you're fold curious, or, or fold agnostic, or... You really resent the idea of the fold, but <laughs> would like to once listen to it, so you know what all the lack of fuss is about. Um, give, give this episode a home. I feel like, uh, as head of podcast at this one off, I'm doing you're doing the podcast network an injustice, a disservice, if you will. 
by doing such a bad job of following. I know, I know. So I, it's a great podcast. I actually love doing the fold. It's it's real fun. I talk to people in the media every week, and um, and and it hopefully restrains me from being too foldish on this. No, that, that doesn't work. It's actually worse, isn't it? Yeah, I think you're really in it. Oh. But that's okay. That's all right. We'll also, everyone life. should watch Extremely Online. Oh, yeah. yeah. Tell Lucy us about Bla- that. I mean, Lucy Blakiston. I feel we haven't even said her full name. and <laughs> She's a founder of Shit You Should Care About, right? Yeah. Correct. And their new series, Extremely Online, is like little bite-sized explorations into the kind of freaky things on the internet. The first one's about little Michaela, who is an influencer who is not real. And about all the implications and freakiness around that. Yeah. Really good. And it's great for those of you who've got a short attention span because they're just, just little, 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 ch- little chunks. Little chunks. Little chunks. Audio visual delight. Okay. Let's get into the real news. All my news this week comes from Maths Australia. All of it. I'm what? okay with that. Three bombshell Tally. three bombshell stories. Have you heard any of them? Nothing. Nothing. You? Never have. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, my God. Which one do I start with? Okay, I'm going to start with Belinda and Patrick have broken up. <gasps> Sorry about it. No. no. Yeah. The matching outfits. I know. Do you want to explain who Belinda and Patrick are? For anyone who didn't watch Maths Australia, <clears throat> Belinda and Patrick were one of the couples who got married. She was a ballerina, Dan- yeah, sort of like a hobby, hobbyist dancer. He was a gym gym guy, personal trainer. Oh, she also did door to door sales as well. Yeah, that's how she did coin. Ballet was just for fun. But anyway, they were bo- they were both very kind of um, awkward, very kind of never been kissed and never had a serious relationship. Certainly, Belinda. Well, certainly. Pack of lies, according to all the, all, the pe- all the people who came out of the woodwork. But, uh, but anyway, that was how they well, were presented. Well, you, you bored it. You bored it watching it. There, yeah. was, a, there was a very charming naive, naivete. Yes, it's true. Anyway, they, they uh, lasted the distance for nine months, but he unfollowed her on Instagram. Always a big tell. <laughs> and they've since announced that was their it? split. Oh, no, okay. no. Yeah. They want different <laughs> things in life, apparently. Oh. So, so can you tell me about the, the out of the woodworkers? Um, I mean, it's all old news now, but just people coming out saying, "I, I what are you talking? I dated him for a year and a half." Oh no, him! Yeah. I always thought he was, you know, a, a dater. Dater, yeah. No, I think there were a few people who'd, who'd come out right around. I don't want to speak out of school. I don't I've got my facts. The facts have changed. <laughs> the facts have changed. <laughs> <laughs> and there were like pictures of her. I mean, it kind of unfairly just like at a nightclub and everyone's like, look, yeah, she's, she's about. She was at a nightclub. She's like, you know, um, hanging out with some beefcakes and, and wearing like Hound Dog-esque style. I mean, that was that's her jam, right? If you mm. remember Hound Dog, wow, you're old. But anyway, uh, they. I think the thing with those pictures is not so much jumping to the conclusion that she's like hooked up with heaps of dudes or anything, but just the fact that her whole thing was, I'm very awkward, I've got no social life. And so finding out she was like a... A, a regular on the clubbing scene. You can be awkward and have no social life and get photographed at a nightclub. <laughs> I've done it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm proud. This is true. Okay, anyway, so that's the first bit of Maths AU news. Oh. Here's the second one. You ready for this? Liam of Liam and Georgia fame. Remember Liam? Yep, yep. I didn't love the way he did Georgia on the, on the um, commitment altar. Yeah, okay. So he is now together with, have a wild guess. Wait, this is 
We know this. The news. Yeah, but we haven't. What? We haven't. I don't think he knows it. We've not I talked about it on the podcast. Definitely don't know this. Oh, we haven't talked okay. about it. We don't get to guess then. I yes. can't guess. Think of the most incredible option, <laughs> and that's it. From the maths universe. Oh, uh, uh, Troy. Samuel Levi. Whoa! <laughs> I love it. I haven't thought about Samuel Levi for a long time. And that's why he's now dating and Liam. And I'm so happy. Hold on, I this feel like, back in my brain. I feel like he's gone, I'm, I've been out of the news for a bit. <laughs> yeah. But this is a massive vault for Samuel Levi, like in terms of, because the New Zealand maths universe is... But let's not forget he'd been hanging out with Lizzie for ages. Like he's been friends with Lizzie and been all over her Instagram. Yeah. Elizabeth. Remember Elizabeth. Elizabeth, oh. the chocolate strawberries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah she yeah, back, that one? Yeah, yeah, I know. Okay, anyway. Anyway, he's now together with Liam, uh, Sleevi and Liam. Sleam. Sleam. Um, and they've gone Instagram official. So that's the, that's the new news, the Instagram I official. It's it. no longer just a rumour. Wow. I need to update my Maths Universe um, document, my conspiracy the, theory yes. map. We because there's a lot a really lot happened. make that. We should make it. That should be the art on our <laughs> podcast studio wall. That could be um, some be, merchandise, be like a tea towel. Yeah, <laughs> a new one every year. Uh, anyway, this is the biggest big big news. What, bigger than them? Bigger than that. This is too much. Okay, yeah. hold on. Are you joking? Okay. To, yeah, if, if you were Cassie, I'd say hold on to your hat. If you were a jockey, I'd say hold on to your horses. <laughs> okay. Bryce and, in his opinion, the fourth most attractive woman on his season, Melissa, are engaged. Oh. He got her a black diamond ring. Oh. Is that, like, not exciting news? What about the fact that they're having twins? Boom. What? <laughs> they are having twins. twins. Humans. Gonzo. This is, is extremely Gonzo behaviour. <laughs> so they are now, are they, they surely are the last surviving couple from the season? I remember no one. Yeah, but, <laughs> but the no only one. other plausible survivors were... Um, what about Jason and... No, uh, they've got their wrist split. Uh, this is... The odds on this seem just like... That is crazy. I just honestly... I hate to say it. I just honestly think Bryce is really digging... <laughs> Just like wants commit, to, you got to commit to the He wants to shock the world. Yeah. He just doesn't want to be, he just wants to prove everyone wrong, you know? <laughs> and he's really, he's got, he's Spike having twins. twins. Yeah. <laughs> so December, those little bundles of joy will be arriving. You can imagine him like dying age 106. Just like, I showed <laughs> yeah. you. I've been Sam. <laughs> grotesquely unhappy for 80 years, but it's worth it. <laughs> that oh. is, those were huge bombshells. Thank yeah. you, Jane. Yeah, That's each one lands on the net. I really enjoy this kind of dynamic of you guys not being on social media. Don't know the news. And me being able to just hold all the tea. It's amazing. And then just come in here and spill it. Well, the, the way that you hold your tea, um, you know, with, with open arms. With arms wide I, open. Yeah. <laughs> Incredible. Uh, that's a visual gag that you guys won't get because this is a podcast. Anyway, um, tell us your, you've got some odd stuff news there. Um, oh, there's just a lovely man, Timaru Man, selling off massive junk mail collection. Oh, I did see this. I didn't One, think it was, I wasn't sure if it was worthy. Jimmy the headline McGinnis, didn't catch me. Jimmy McGuinness, accordion player, raconteur, and collector of tens of thousands of pieces of junk mail. And right. there's just a really lovely picture of him just surrounded by 
shit, you know? <laughs> Just a lot of, it's a Hor- lot of junk See, mail. in another, in, an, in a TV show, that would be Hoarders, right? In another sort of uh, understanding of his reality, that would be Hoarders. R- r- junk mail is really marginal as a thing to collect. Like, it's currently got a starting bit of $60. On Trade Me? On Trade Me. Okay, I'm going to have a look. Question, how do you get designated a raconteur? <laughs> he is wearing a cheese cutter. That's probably that's probably like a prereq. Can you tell me first what a raconteur is? I know the band. It's a, <laughs> of course you do. It's someone who um, tells who who can regale a crowd, like or a dinner party with entertaining tales. Oh well, okay. So how do they know that about him? Well, that's the thing. Like, did he tell them that? That seems unnecessary. Because I for feel the story. like you need to be that someone else needs to designate you that. I can't find it on Trade Me, by the way. It's more of a checkered fedora, actually, which I think. Ups the ante. Is it a fedora or a trilby? Oh, I, I know like that you're a, passionate about I this. I am. This is. What do you What do you call that? Oh, it's oh, a, that's a trilby for sure. Yeah. Okay. A fedora is like what Cassie it's, it's, wears. It's wide brimmed. <coughs> we had so questions I, about yeah. Cassie and her hair. We've, so we've, we've always had. We've always. This is kind of what's going to bring down the real part. <laughs> Fedora trilby debate. She, she, Cassie, uh, let us know that she is going to indeed get new hats while she's in the states, and she's keen to show us her hat collection. Hi, Cassie. She listens Hi, every Cassie. week. She's our biggest. Honestly, she's the biggest publicity machine we have for the podcast. Every episode, she publicises it. Oh, she puts yeah. it on LinkedIn. She puts it on Twitter. We on cannot be on LinkedIn. We cannot <laughs> be on LinkedIn. Is that the undoing of us? Okay. Anything else? Um. Do you want to hear about my botched celebrity interaction yes. of the week? Always. I've always got one. This one, it happened outside the chemist warehouse, St. Luke's, where I frequent on a Sunday. <laughs> You'll always find me there. Um, ben Boyce. Oh, yeah, I see him almost every day. You see still. him, you, yeah, you see him yeah. around. I've chatted, like, I think that he knows who I am. <laughs> and I felt confident enough as he walked past to kind of do, like, big face, you know, like a yeah. big face. Yeah. Oh, no. Big face. Hi! And then he did that like completely blank. And then as he was had almost walked past me, he kind of either faked realized or realized and went, "Hi, how are you?" And then he was like, "Hi, how are you? You're well. You're good." As he kept walking. At this point, we are about two meters apart, oh, going in the opposite direction. And I just turned around and went, "Yup." <laughs> <laughs> and I've got my thumb up there, and I just yelled, "Yup." And walked into his house. It's, it's too late to say, it's I'm good, late. how are you? Like, you can't, you're t- getting too far away. Because then you're entering a conversation, you're turning around, yeah. you're walking back together, oh, and no. I do not have the stamina. And you also had to had to allow him uh, a bit of grace for the fact that he may not have actually known who you were. So if you I don't then want to did put the turnaround. Out of respect, I don't want to put him in that position. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm really surprised you didn't pull out the finger guns, though. Well, I did do a big thumbs. Yeah, big, so that's new. Big thumbs. You've got a new, a new uh, gesture <laughs> to be a, your awkward celebrity Counter Arsenal. And I just wonder, immediately I was with my friend and we walked into Chemist Warehouse, stood by the celebrity perfumes and just like collapsed into tears <laughs> of laughter. I wonder if he thinks about it. <laughs> but ben, ben Boyce must get that all the time. You know, you like if, you, if you're like, you know, if you're out with Guy Williams or something and it's just constant or Benny Tipene or whatever... Like, if you're a proper celebrity, no disrespect to anyone in this room, <laughs> but, you know, you're, you're, you're being consistently recognised by members of the public. It's like part of the heinous cost of being properly famous. Mm. So you've just got to kind of tune that out. And maybe he was just going through some sort of sorting mechanism. Like, is this someone I vaguely know or just like a civilian? Mm. And that's why, and he was just in that sort of netherland between, oh, I think I might sort of know them. 
And that's why he just had to had to push on. I love that you went to the celebrity fragrances, though. <laughs> I, yeah. That's my favorite thing about those Dan Carter chemist warehouse ads. <laughs> like, what, what, what does he say? He said, like, a, he says something like, oh, yeah, that's that's a name a name brand fragrance or something. <laughs> it's just such good writing. Because like, yeah. like, you imagine that's how Dan Carter talks. That would be the ultimate um, encounter for you outside uh, Chemist Warehouse would actually to be get to get down. Oh, must, I would hazard that he a, doesn't go near no, a Chemist Warehouse. Unless no, no, it's for no, a VIP meet and greet, like when the Briscoes lady was I remember store. when Don Bowden opened a, a, a chemist out in, I think it was out in South Auckland at like eight in the morning during the week. <laughs> <laughs> I remember we were talking about how like Don Bowden must be quite expensive to hire out for a party and then I was like, not that expensive because he's opened a, a chemist at eight in the morning, it midweek. Three figs. Anyway, Th- literally three figs. <laughs> <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> Let's get four, on. Four dates. Get, look, we're going to go straight to reality check because we've already talked so much bloody nonsense and there's a lot of reality okay, TV okay. to get through. So we'll reality check, check it is. I am disgusted at how much you have copied my husband. <laughs> you just bought. Don't even reality check. Before we move into the block and the apprentice, um, just quick a quick yarn about Too Hot to Handle, which I've watched all of. <gasps> yeah, have you seen it? I just watched the first episode. I've never seen such a horny TV show. It's in the horniest TV all show. my time. But so much horniness for a show that is about not having sex as well, or kissing, or, in, or touching, or anything. Watching Love Island after watching Too Hot Tame. to Handle. Amish. Tame. It's Amish. I'm like, how are you people in beds and, and allowed to sleep with each other and not? Like, why are you not constantly banging? Like, my whole kind of perspective of what's what's uh, what's fine and not has all changed. I'm like, everyone should be banging all the time. Yeah. After watching Too Hot to Handle. Wow. Uh, this I'm going to catch up because I, I, all I did was watch the first episode up until they were the, they were revealed to not be able to... So. And it hadn't been, it was just, it didn't feel like it was that different. Explain to me how the horniness and the inability to express that physically uh, reveal themselves on the show. Okay, you know how they have those those videos of kids who are given like a chocolate biscuit in front of them, right? And mum's oh, like, yep, yep, yep. don't eat the chocolate biscuit. You can eat it, but if you wait till I get back, you can have two chocolate biscuits, right? Mm. And the kid is always <laughs> like, fuck. I really want the chocolate biscuit now. I really want it now. It's right there, and I'm not supposed to have it, but I really want it. And the desire to have it, it's overwhelming, and that's basically the show. But are there, are there like little windows where you are allowed to bang, or is it just never, ever? There's a, there's a bracelet system. So you get like kind of an Apple Watch that goes green when, you're, when you've like created enough of an emotional connection where you're like allowed a little window. But it might be like 30 seconds, so well, you're not, you're not yeah. stripping off and banging, no. but you're allowed to have a kiss. You'd have a kiss in that time. But I've sort of, I sort, thought I saw like some supercuts where there was all kinds of okay. Here, well, no, here's the thing: yeah, you can break the rules, and if you break the rules, money comes off the total prize pool. So, what I'm saying is, like the kid with the biscuit, nothing like the kid with the biscuit. But the adults who are extremely horny are told that they can't have the horny sex. <laughs> well, while there's all these amazingly beautiful, equally horny people around, just up for it, and then they just get in a moment and they're like, "Fuck it." Ten grand off the total. Don't care. I want a parachute. It's not enough up. money. The yeah, stakes need the to be higher. Well, no, I, but again, to that point, they want them to break the rules. Otherwise, no TV show. So they need to have the stakes kind of low. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Right. How's yeah, the yeah. New Zealand lady going? I loved her, by <sighs> the way. I think you gave her. I think, she was great. I think you were unfair on her. I love 
loved her. I didn't see anything bad at all. It's just not funny. Like, it's funny to hear her just in the middle of everyone going, no. (laughs) You know, funny little Kiwi voice. Oh, my God, don't bring down the money. Don't spend the money. It's yeah. real jarring, <laughs> but I loved her. She was so good. Yeah, I, I assume that means she doesn't. She's not long for this earth. It's, well, it's it's ten episodes or something, and you, you can watch the whole thing. All right. Yeah, All right, I'm going to do that. And there's not like one left standing at the end. It's not an elimination every episode type situation. No, no, they do get rid of people, but it's not. Yeah, it's not. It's not like Love Island, which I'm all in on. The very chaste Love Island by comparison. Mm, mm. Um, my my favorite, the guy who's like. I like blue eyes, blonde hair, tiny feet. <laughs> is that Jake? Is that the little fella? I don't, yeah. <laughs> this is top three things. <laughs> I go wildly around who I like and don't like on this show. Like, I love Faye. I love Faye too. I didn't like her at first and now I love her. She's definitely got the like the best one-liners. Best one-liners, the most orange face. Yeah, yeah. Truly. I like Liberty. Chloe, I could give a take. I mean, it's, it's just... What about Chugs? Oh my god! Are you making things up? No, Chugs has a bucket hat company. He wasn't around for long, but he made a big impact while he was there. Love all the voiceover. Anyway, Hugo is a dream. I love him. I think Hugo is such a creep. Okay, he really creeps me out. Just keep. He might change. Just keep watching. This is the thing. It's a real roller coaster. He's so posh. What? What is this Love Island? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Should we move on to the local telly? Listen to the. um, What's oh, listen to Culture Vulture. Yeah. They do a much better job of recapping They don't all just this. sort of say names. <laughs> they sort of yell and, and they do make it quite clear what the show is. <laughs> I, I don't even know what the show is, to be honest. This is my third or fourth season. I still don't understand it. Anyway, The Block NZ. It's Master and Ensuite Week. 10K up for grabs. There's a fabric give and take where they make something out of a bit of material that they're given by another team. Did you watch all week, Alex? Mm-hmm. No. Okay, so we just all just watched reveal. the reveal. So it looked like, from what I saw in the room reveal, they were all very kind of nice with their fabrics. Because remember, I, there was being like My Little Pony. My Little before, Pony. And all sorts of We terrible. saw that. We saw Can the you My believe po- that? The My Little Pony thing that was made into a handbag. We ate things out of the kitchen. And it wasn't even the theirs. Block. It was like someone in production who <laughs> yeah. was living there for security reasons. <laughs> we ate their popcorn. That's quite bad. I know. It was on TV there. <laughs> Thank God no one was watching. <laughs> It's still on the internet if you want to go back and have a look. It's actually a good segment. I rewatched it recently. Yeah. 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 Alex had a foot in a moan boot, which is great That's too. Right. It was a time. Yeah. Anyway, uh, they all gave each other quite like nice bits of material. Um, and then they set about doing the most ambitious master and en suites we've ever seen on the block. Just headboard central, isn't oh, it? Oh, God. I mean, they're just, they weren't headboards, they were walls. They were walls. <laughs> They were um, a room unto their own. Okay, the so there were, there were the two floor-to-ceiling headboards, one green padded number, one wooden panel type thing, and then there was the uh, the the kind of built-into-the-wall wooden one with like built-in foldy-outy things and yeah. lighted corners. Um, what did you What did you like best of the headboards? Yeah, I actually liked the boys' one, the the foldy-outy. Wouldn't want. I don't like the big, tall. No, it's too much of a commitment. Like, I mean, the green one was horrible. The green one was, <laughs> it was horrible. So it's strange, just crazy, because it's a tiny wee room and this giant thing. I so mean, that's essentially. Like can Timonati's I just say one, that's right? essentially what the judges said, aka we could be judges. 
right? Our I just think when we say, when, I think we say thinger me and you like, like. Yeah, when I say the boys and there are two teams. So <laughs> yeah, I'm just boys. concerned about the lack of specificity. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it's far more relatable, right? The big green headboard and the wooden one and then the little short wooden one. Also, call me a prude who's got no place on uh, on any of these these horny reality shows, but I don't like two showers in the shower. I don't think it's okay. Do you are you the kind of person that we're like it's totally fine if the wife comes in while you're having a shower? Yeah, yeah. Fine. What's it fine to do? Brush teeth? Top. Anything's fine except that anything. It's just the fact of them both being in there. Who? Oh my god! Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> you said anything? I have to clarify. Anything that's oh, not toilet. I actually don't think. I think toilet is private. Okay. Okay. Alex. Um. <laughs> We have different opinions, okay. and I am like a lot more <laughs> open. <laughs> Perhaps. Are you talking like, about the toilet? Quite into just like busting into the bathroom <laughs> as like a joke. <laughs> the problem is when you know someone's really anti, yeah, it's, it's like it then it becomes funnier. a thing, you know? And then it's like, uh, I know I can get you on this. The funniest one. No, come on, come on, come on. I can't talk about it. You literally said it was the funniest one. It's so private, but it's really funny. (laughs) What about if it's just like uh, we'll make this a um, sealed section of the pod? Well, what about we just beep it all out, but you tell us right now so you can get a reaction at least. So the shower was running. Yeah. And I. And there was a lockdown announcement. (laughs) And so I busted in and yelled. And I just collapsed under the floor <laughs> laughing. And he looks so angry. We can't put this in. No, we, we can we can beep no it. Can know. We can <laughs> I think you should ask permission just in case it's okay. I agree though. I think for the number of times that you're gonna have two people in the shower at the same time, just have one shower head, save the space, use it for storage of nice vanity or whatever. And just on those rare occasions where you are in the shower at the same time, just share the shower. That's what head. I mean. It's like if you want to do like a horny shower, that's one shower head's enough. But two, <laughs> it just it sort of seems like elaborate and like stagey and like you're going to put on a little. Mm. I don't know. I still don't know where I sit on double sinks. I was yeah, the yeah. Dylan and Keegan one, the back to back. I was like, are your bums touching? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of variables the before we answer that question. Like they were touching. Almost. I do like the idea of having a cabinet just with my things and a bench do- a yeah. just with my things, but I don't like the idea of cleaning two sinks. Yeah. Mm. I mean, you could be like both responsible for your own sink, I suppose, but then you're going to have different levels of cleanliness. Yeah. What if they don't keep it up and yeah. then the whole thing's ruined? I must say, for all of what I just said, I thought that the um, Keegan and Dylan. Had a had a, she had a nice bathroom, like it looked nice. It was a beautiful bathroom, and I have to say, because they they got slammed for their room being a bit boring and plain. Which it was. Which it was, and their bathroom being luxe and beautiful, wonderful. And I'm like, if I was buying a house, I definitely want the bathroom to yeah. be better. Because I can do That's whatever the they want. Bikes. That's what I can do. I can, it's, not, it's hard to change tiles and sinks and showers. Easy to take the headboard off a wall. And, and, also, mm. and also, I don't know anyone's names, but the, the, <laughs> the, the ones from Canterbury, from Rangiora, they, their, their bathroom was like extremely not finished. Oh, Megan oh, Dan. It was a disaster. That's just that shut off wall weird. Yeah, the wings. The wings. The wings. It looked like a like I don't know. Also, a why are you worried about privacy wings when you're in the shower together? Like uh, what's the point? I think True. it's just they didn't want to have to clean glass, which I think is fair. Also, back onto showers in my horrible shower situation. 
Remember mm. how you told me to get shower witch? I looked into it. Shower witch can make hard water stains worse. What? What? That's worse. not what Rod Gendon says on the radio. Fine on this glass, but on dark tiles, sorry, which I have. So, th- so they they admit that they say probably just don't <laughs> use it don't on use that. It here. Really? Yeah, like don't test on a tiny patch because it can make it can make. They said it's such a good cleaner that it can show it can get rid of all the scum on top and then show up the hard water stains. Wow! So wow. that doesn't that doesn't solve my problem. Oh dear! I saw something else that was like <laughs> soak <laughs> soak paper towels with vinegar <laughs> and leave them on your bathroom floor overnight. I've done the vinegar thing. A lot. Did you leave it's it? hell. It's, oh, Does it stink? It stinks. It stinks. Yeah. But they say the smell goes away, but I don't think that's true. No. Anyway, back to the block. Um, there, was there some sort of blow-up between Meg and Rach? They were rewarding each other around Bris- Briscoe's. Meg and Rach. Yeah, no, because oh, I think... scoring. Yeah. I think they did. I, mean, I didn't watch it, but right. I think that they peer-reviewed. Peer <laughs> they did, and, and Meg gave Rach a, a relatively low score, but they really... Dialed that up to eleven in the um, in the edit. I don't I don't know if it warranted. They don't they don't seem to have any actual animosity between one another. Also, I don't even think they're in Briscoe's at the same time. To be perfectly honest with you, Ooh. I just think that they just used shots. Do you think it was the Saint, new Saint Luke's Briscoe's though? I think it might have been. Same. There's a new Saint Luke's Briscoe's. What? Yeah, it's where the old Briscoe's was because oh. you know, the rebels moved into where the the, yes. the Briscoe's is, and Famously. then the, the, the old oh. like was a Briscoe's outlet. Now Briscoe's proper. There's now a Briscoe's proper. It's got a lovely new car park. I think it was there. Thank God we're not that famous because you could easily triangulate our whole <laughs> life from the places we talk about. Yeah, it would be possible not only to like cite us but to never not yeah. cite us. <laughs> to live like we live. Um, it was nice to see the return of Shelley Ferguson wandering around telling everyone how much their bathrooms suck. Yeah, and it's the last minute, it's like, way too late to think about that it. whole thing. Yeah. I think those tiles are yuck. It's <laughs> so cool. I reckon it's the Shelley Ferguson she always wanted to be. Now that she doesn't have to be like lovely, lovely, hosty lady, she just come True. on and just be like, here's what I really think. Yeah. I miss Jason. Whoa, that's not something I ever imagined you saying. I know, me neither. But I just, the judges are all sort of like quite nice. Yeah, I think, I, I mean, what's his name? The fellow judge, Chris? Yeah, the fellow. He's just got nothing to say really, does <laughs> no, he? He barely speaks at all. And I think yeah. coming off the back of someone as a cervic is, is Jason. Good word. Thank really you. good word. Thank you. Um, I think, you look offended. <laughs> I'm disgusted. <laughs> um, yeah, I just think that, it, you know, we used to, we got used to Jason being a bit of a prick. Yeah. And so I needed it. We didn't like it, but now we miss it. Yeah. Don't know what you got till it's gone. Yeah. Just someone but. having an opinion. Graham, <laughs> Rachel's husband, made the uh, the baton panel headboard thing. <clears throat> and they went to great pains to explain every time we hear about Graham that he has been treated as a regular tradie. He works in regular hours, he gets paid market rate, therefore he is considered a tradie. And this is all extremely important when it comes to this week's room reveal. Meg and Dan had a two-day head start. They still didn't finish their bloody bathroom. They stuck ugly wings in it. The judges all kind of liked... Uh, the, the room itself, this food very was nice. beautiful. Yeah. Uh, and everyone loved it. And the grey? I loved the grey. I liked it. I, I, I thought it was drab. It was <laughs> I actually just chose a very similar grey for my... Oh, shit. Did house. you? It's awkward. So. But, like, the whole wall thing with yeah. those panels and the... 
What was that wallpaper? I, well, I, oh, not, the wallpaper not was for me. horrendous. I not didn't mind the, the wallpaper. Anne Louise wasn't a handy on the wallpaper, but she appreciated that they didn't overdo it. Well, I'm. Mm. you know who I'm a handy on? Anne Louise. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I like her. I like her style. I like everything about her. She mm-hmm. also says things like she's the one who gives proper critique without being a dick about it. Yeah. Um, she does it with a smile. Good glasses. A smiling assassin. Anyway, they uh, the, none of the judges like the bathroom. Um they were confused by it, as were we. Dylan and Keegan were the only team to have not won a room reveal, and that didn't change this week. They had the block's biggest ever en suite. This is the one that we all really like, right? The greeny one, bum mm. to bum. Bum to bum, yeah. Yeah. Uh, massive, massive bathroom. The monster. I'm into it, though. I'm into a big bathroom. What's the journey through? So it's like bum to bum sinks, toilet, double shower, Bath. What? Yeah. 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 Giant bath right at the end. It's harking back to the block of yore. I think it was in the Meadowbank houses where they a few of them did that. Um Dills and Dills and that where they had that like <gasps> the shower is and this is like a wet area. Did you say Dills in the news? Yes, Dills. He butted someone. I know. Three times. Dills. Dills. Big Dills, not little Dills. Chill Dills. Wow. Yeah. I mean, if you were to say to me, someone in the blockcast of your has done <laughs> has done a your? has done a headbutt uh, on someone. Who do you think it is? I definitely that's like would immediately be where my head would go. It would be big deals. Big deals. Such a hot head, mm. and he knows how to use it. Well, anyway. no, he doesn't because the guy was like he headbutted me three times, and I was fine. But I just felt like on principle I had to go to the cop. <laughs> like that's useless headbuttery. It's extremely bad headbuttery. <laughs> okay, anyway. They've got a secret attic. It's ineligible for judging. Why? Why? Because oh, something about it being in a hallway space and then it having an opening out into the something. Why has it got like a beanbag in it or something? I don't know. They just didn't, they never, we never saw it. Um, what else happened in their room? That was the big head, the big headboard, the big... Tiny room. Tiny room, big headboard. And also, considering that they've like changed every single wall and done all this crazy stuff, I do think the room should have been better. And big, like for the master bedroom, yeah. it was yeah. kind of like, oh. Because especially they're doing this whole thing of it being an exec suite, like an exec house, right? So you want you, you, you may as well have a big old master for your, for your rich, childless couple. It is, it is, I don't really understand what they're up to. <laughs> like having this bathroom that's like bigger than the bedroom and yeah, like they're putting a lot of thought and effort into a, into a product that doesn't appear to have a market. Or they're making the market they're making their market very, very small, yeah. at least. I think their market may, in fact, be Dylan. Like, I think yeah. Dylan just wants to buy this house out the back of it. Yeah. Is it a crazy idea to go on the block, make a completely crazy house that just cannot get anywhere near reserve, You, but it, but it's something that you want, and then you buy it for below market because you've made it for a, you know, a, a market of one? Well, I think that's what's happening. <laughs> I think that's what's happening right now before our very eyes. It's crazy. Great. Maybe we're actually seeing... The smartest, like, long game in block history. <laughs> I mean, I love seeing the somethingest in block history. I, I love that. I, every, I just love that as the, as the bit. Yeah. yeah. He just, <laughs> and, and the um, and the five, four, and the just the, there's always like an hour's worth of, of oh, vacuuming yeah. to do. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like in the last four but, seconds, uh, someone's hanging a door. Yeah, it's <laughs> really not happening. It's just such good, like, <laughs> bits. I noticed another hole in production, actually. They, they did a bit where they were like, oh, it's early morning on the block, and they did their fake, fake radio broadcast. And then uh, they cut to um, 
Dan and Meg, Meg's lounging around in bed and she gets a text message and it's TSB putting some money in their account, which is great. They've got the, the windows, the blinds closed, which you'd imagine, for five o'clock in the morning, except for that the time on the phone was 12.04. So, <gasps> Oh, my fibs. God. Wow. Absolute fibs. That's a continuity Jane is on the case. nightmare. Thank you. <laughs> okay, Tim and Adi did a um, – they, they're going for a minimalist approach. Quite nice. Mm. You like the headboard? I like the headboard. Again, I didn't like the, the doona. I thought it was too close to the headboard. It was. It's exactly what colour. What is a doona? Duvet. You know, a doona. Duvet. Doona's the Australian word. Duvet. Doona. I've not heard it before. What? I always go for doona over duvet. Well, I can understand why. <laughs> but it's new to me. Okay. So oh. anyway... Uh, and Louise the said rooms. the same thing that you said about mm. the, the, the doon of a ca- matching the headboard a bit too much. Um, I'm always a bit iffy about a built-in anything, furniture-wise. True. Just do think I it restricts it. your options, because I'm the kind of person who likes to move a room around. Right. Hard to do that when your, your bed's built into the wall. Mm. I, I just thought it was too plain. Like, this is the block, damn it. This is the <laughs> master goddamn bedroom. Mm. Like, it's got it's to have some pizzazz. Mm. I love, Some wow I love, factor. I love how everyone's idea of like styling a room is putting one of those penguin, um, <laughs> penguin, classic. The penguin classic in the corner yeah, and just yeah. going. But did you notice what it was? Is it Lady, Lady Chatterley's Lover? Lover. I mean, a legendarily horny book. So, Whoa, you know, the horn comes to the block. The hey, also the other thing they keep going on about, like this room is really nice architecturally, so we'll give them that. And I'm like, they didn't design the room, right? Yeah. That's all planned mm. and done. Uh, is that it? I mean, they don't go, oh, actually, we want to put a sloped ceiling. Or, as we were to later find out from um, Rachel's hus, you know, he was talking about some architectural Th- bits. That's true. I think it was more just about building a little box out. Well, anyway. still. What was the boys' bathroom? I forget. It was quite plain. So it was, uh, you walk in and there was, I don't know, how can I explain it? There's a shower and a toilet and a vanity. What colour was it? It was sort of beigey. White and beigey. Big tiles. Was was they the ones with the giant tiles? Can't remember. Hmm. But they had, in terms of their actual uh, shower, there was like a ledge that went the whole way across the shower. Uh, I quite liked it. I actually really liked their bathroom. I'm I'm into a plain bathroom. Mm. I liked how the boys got in trouble lots for not wearing their shoes. Yeah. (laughs) They got severely penalised. I do think it would be really annoying to wear work boots all the time. Especially on your lovely carpet. And when you're like kneeling and they're like digging into the back of your bum, Mm. you'd much rather be in a socky. Right. Yeah. I just feel those nail guns. Akimbo. There's all. There were a lot of penalties. People standing right at the top of the ladder, not signing in for their COVID scans. All sorts of things this week. Lost a lot of time. Okay. Um, no one was super excited about their room. Chris kind of liked it. I think Chris likes the minimalist approach. Connie and Rach. They all loved their room. It was a lot, of, lot, lot of dried flowers. <laughs> I liked. <laughs> Who's the um. The blonde lady? Oh, no. She she said the dried flowers were creepy. (laughs) And I agree. Yeah. I don't love the trend. Oh, no. I thought, no, No, Lauren liked them. Lauren liked them. And Louise said, oh, of course. Why do do you think? I mean, they're just good because you don't have to replace them all the time. They got them up in the heavens. I don't know. It seems... Oh, heavens is, I don't know. I just wouldn't want to commit to that all around a the, the mirror. The one all around the mirror is Weirdly a Weirdly low mirror, the circle mirror by the desk. I'm like, yeah. what are you looking at? I mean, I, it's, <laughs> it's absolutely yeah, uh, on trend, as Anne-Louise said. I appreciate that she conceded it was on trend. But mm. She doesn't personally like them. I mean, I feel that it's it's honestly edging towards chuggy. Like, Ooh, you know, like it's starting to get into yeah. that. Yeah, like, no, it's, it's, it's on it's, I don't think it's edgy. I think, I think it is. Right. Ch- I feel chuggy. just, I feel like there's got to be, Drop down. 
Isn't there like bitties? Wouldn't there be bitties oh, for the bug? Bugs. You know, you see a praying mantis. Try the bug. Okay, try I, the bug. I just don't. I mean, why are they in the mirror? I really don't get that. It looked like a wedding decoration. Mm. Like, fine to have some in a vase. Yeah. Or hanging from the wall in some sort of art way, but don't. It was just very much oh, a choice. It was really intense. And they uh, they got in trouble for having someone style the hangy downy ones as well, didn't they? Oh, did they? Mm. Well, they just got in a lot of trouble for they it. They did get in a lot of trouble. trouble. They absolutely just... I thought Rach was going to kick off, but she just accepted okay, it. Okay, so here's what happened. They get to the end of the scoring, and then Mark does like a... We've got some breaking information, and then we, we don't know what's going to happen until the next night. So we're forced to watch Monday night's episode, or at least the first half of it, to find out what happened. And there's a bombshell. Rachel's husband was on site without the knowledge of the wolf. He delivered something, breach of health and safety and resource consent, kind of thing that should, could get the block shut down. But what was of greater concern? Yeah, I, I agree. I don't believe that. Neither. Neither. Just a man delivering a thing. I think that what is, is resource <laughs> Well, I, th- I think it probably does mandate that you can only work during particular hours. But just because they've designated him a tradie doesn't mean that he's not also her husband and isn't allowed to go and visit his wife outside of hours for a chat. What he's delivering is some advice on what they should do with their room. Dum, dum. And it gets recorded and they get nabbed because he... he I mean, he, they're clearly not listening. When he said it, there's no way he's going, oh, well, you can box out here and you put that and move that two mil over there and, and you can just actually hear Rachel going, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Like, I'm like I know what that sounds like. And that sounds like <laughs> a wife who is not listening to her husband, just letting him listen to the sound of his own voice, right? And that's what she said that. as well. That's what her and Connie said. They're like, hey, she wasn't listening. But anyway, they took it on board. That's a... That, completely disqualified from this round. Uh, never get to find out if they would have won, but they clearly would have. They only needed like five points to win. Mm. Anyway, then it starts getting all convoluted because once they're out of the running, Dan and Meg play a plus two. Play it just, just out of the goodness of their hearts, essentially, because they couldn't stand to steal a win from someone in the yeah. future, which is oh. quite interesting. They wanted to get the monkey off their backs. They're like, we're, we're pretty sure we're going to win this, so we'll just play the plus two anyway to get rid of it. And then... <laughs> Dylan and Keegan do an undo on that. Mm. Whoa. In the hope that they might win. But Dan and Meg won. So essentially all these extra game-changing things just got blown out and mm. uh, didn't mean anything, didn't change the game, as it were. Then there's the Ottoman. <laughs> there's the Ottoman drama. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mark gets a question via text. From whom? We don't know. <laughs> and it says, if House 2's... Winning Ottoman wasn't completely made by them. Does that mean that they're disqualified from the plus one point? Is that what the text said? Basically, basically. Snitch. Something like that. Who who was who was sending a secret text to Mark during that? Was it you? <laughs> I wish. I reckon it was one of the it was one of the cast. Just like doing digits in their like in their. Do pocket. they just have each other's phone numbers, or is it a Love Island? They should incorporate some more of that. Like, I got a text. I got a text. <laughs> Intranet. <laughs> anyway. Technology. They get their, their, they win. Okay? They win. That's it. Oh, we'll take a break. We'll it's be right back. We're coming back. We're coming back with The Apprentice. Kia ora, I'm Sophie. And I'm Simon. And I'm Alice. And together we host the spin-off's food podcast, Dietary Requirements. Join us each month as we explore a vast culinary landscape. From the gourmet Ooh la la. to your more hearty tucker. Kiwi onion dip, anyone? Everything's on the table in Dietary Requirements. Subscribe wherever you listen to all your other favourite podcasts. 
We're back. Uh, the Apprentice Altero. We just we're so close to the final boardroom, and it breaks my heart. It really does. It's, with, it's just so great. It's so great. We're down to four: Ernest, Stephen, Michael, and Vanessa. We're at the Power Homestead at eight in the morning. An interesting location. Very interesting. Mm. Anyway, I just want to know. The Corny's picked up on this a while back, but I hadn't seen it uh, with mine own eyes until this week. Have you noticed the dollar sign that's hanging next to? Stephen's bed, no. like he's manifesting, like a set. There's a there's a dollar bill. I'm not sure how what the what the actual um, value of it is, but it's set in like perspex. Oh, cool! And he's got it sitting next to the bed. Of course, yeah. he has that. I don't know if it's wow. like the first dollar he ever made or what. Oh, I love that, mm. Stephen. Mm. Want to know more? Anyway, yeah. and he's quite lonely because he's not got Kennedy with him anymore. But anyway, off they go to the power homestead. Interesting location, as you say. There's three massive cars still leaving the uh, the house to take them to the homestead, even though there's only four of them. Hmm. Starting to wonder if they're just reusing shots. James, Ooh. that's crazy. You're a Hawkeye this week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this week they're doing a garden maintenance service. They have to pitch to the Power Homestead to win a contract there. So both teams are competing for that contract. Uh, and then once they've finished up doing the commercial work, they have to race off and knock door to door and try and make some money off some poor unsuspecting residents home for the day. Uh, and whoever doesn't get the power pitch has to do, that's all they're doing, is they're just door knocking. Amazing. It's, a, it's, a, it's such a good, I mean, I feel a bit torn because it's very funny making them do like a, an actual job. That they're not qualified that for. they're like incredibly unqualified for. And Michael proves that in the most, sorry, Stephen proves that in the most visceral way <laughs> um, later in the episode. But also winning the pitch is just, winning the challenge is just obviously going to be the case, which mm. is just, uh, you know, and you kind of knew that the whole way through, so there was a little bit less tension as a result. Yeah. It didn't feel, it felt like a challenge that maybe should have been earlier in the season, Correct. I thought. Like, it didn't feel like it was There were not enough people. Enough. Like, if you did yeah. that challenge with a whole bunch of people mm. and they had to figure out how many people were going to stay at the, the homestead, how many people were going to walk the streets, who was going to be doing what, I feel like that would have been a good challenge for that. But for, <laughs> it was a fuck of a lot of gardening to get done. Yeah. Mm. It was so the sweaty oh. yeah. at the end of the day. It was crazy. Many a sweaty hug. So there was a team swap. Michael and Stephen were swapped over uh, just to mess with my head one last time. So, so Vanessa and Stephen were team mana. Michael and Anna were team tahi. Yes, correct. We'll, <laughs> well write it down because well otherwise it's impossible. <laughs> Mike wants to be PM. Um, Una rolls over on that. JT's not impressed that there wasn't a bit more of a fisticuffs over the PM role. And, uh, and then when they did their pitches to... To Power Homestead. I mean, I love the guy. The guy. The guy. Yeah, the <laughs> he didn't want to be on the telly. No. He's just like, yeah, the job's yours. What yeah, is this yeah. rubbish? Hey? Like, what is he doing? <laughs> and also, because they pitched it. So it was $320 for two hours' work. Mm. For two hours. So it's 80 bucks an hour per person. It's very high rate of pay for two people who've never even seen a power tool before. No. Yeah. And such a big lot of grounds, they can mm. really only make the tiniest dent. Well, actually, Unless, <laughs> quite, quite a big dent. Quite, made. A, quite a massive dent. You could possibly make. Couldn't happen to a nicer homestead, though. <laughs> Why did they win the pitch? Was it just because they, they were nice and Michael was too aggressive? He was underhand. He like, was underhand, yeah. They, they came out at the end that they didn't appreciate his underhand tactics of trying to undercut them by saying, whatever they offered you, we'll, we'll do it for $25 less. Oh, like the Bunnings. But the best part was when... The Bunnings um, sell. Yeah. 
Yeah, which, but it wasn't as cheerful as a Bunnings mm. cell. Mm. Uh, what, what I enjoyed most was when um, Michael, like uh, after Michael was informed that he'd, he'd lost the bid, when he was oh, yeah. really <laughs> patronizingly saying, just make sure they do oh, a really yeah. good job the whole way through. And if it's not good enough, don't be afraid. It's just like, it's okay. You lost, that's fine. But just giving the guy like instructions on, on what how to handle this, this the other, it was just... There's a bit too much of uh, of Michael on that one. Worth a shot, though, because he put the idea in the guy's head, right? And if it meant that they were going to end up with less money, the other team. Yeah, probably worth a shot. He's, but... he's a desperate times, desperate measures. Mm. Mm. Uh, anyway. Stephen sucks. Uh, like, Stephen is bad at the one thing that he said he was good at. Like, I thought he was a really incompetent woman, even before he mowed over the plaque and <laughs> he just destroyed it. had a lot of experience it. shoveling um, horse manure. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, he mowed the lawn a couple of times when he was a kid. He's got as much experience as I do. In fact, I would hazard that I have got more experience. I, I, would, wow. I would pick you every time. Um, I can't believe that... I don't think Vanessa's ever used a lawnmower before, and nor has Erna. Like, these people have never... What? What happened to kids these days? What a... What the hell? You have never used a lawnmower? No. Oh, my God. What is going on? I have only ever used, like, one of those funny old-timey, like... Yeah, yeah. No. Hey, tell you what, I've got an electric, and it's got, like, a button you can push to help you get up hills. It's self-propelled. Come over and mow my lawn. Did you hear that? Like... Come over and mow my lawn. <laughs> How much? <laughs> well, apparently $80 an no. hour. How about the plaques? cool old man who was just like, oh, you want me to pay you? <laughs> Community that was survey. amazing. That was like, so. Oh, oh, I'll just do this myself. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, that's obviously the answer. <laughs> or the, or the other lady who was like, "Don't keep asking me for money." The in the, yeah, the yeah. when Erna was trying to upsell her on things, and then Mike came along, and was like, "I'll do this, this," and then she's like, "And I'll check with you at the end." He's like, "She was like, don't ask, just don't ask me for more money like that, lady." That's mm. all. Mm. Tense. Um, I don't like the hard sell. No, it was just the thing is the the comedic touches on the show. Um, Stephen trying to start the uh, the edge oh. trimmer for seemingly hours with the safety on. Oh, so good. And, and Cassie, Cassie just like, knew it. It's like a nature documentary. It is. Yeah. You can't back. interfere. You've just got to let them figure it <laughs> yeah, out. Totally. <laughs> if they die, they die. Yeah. But then... He gets uh, he gets Vanessa to start pulling out edges by hand. <laughs> like, Let's just do it by hand all the way around. And she's just singing her way around. So, I know. When she was using the lawnmower, she's bumping it across the grass. <laughs> it's like that is not an effective <laughs> technique. Not what you do. It's not, it's not what you do, Alice. <laughs> yeah, well, well, Let me be clear. <laughs> you'll see this afternoon when you come over my lawn. <laughs> no, this afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway... Team Erna and Mike ended up with 220 bucks or something like that. Yep. Yeah. And then Team Mana ended up with... 490. But they got Hundy off. Which I kind of think they could have taken more off them for, like, destroying a plaque. I think that it's going to take... Like, surely it's more expensive than 100 bucks to get that replaced. Well, especially as it just, it's like, it's going to look all new. But also mm. not just the plaque, the fact that... They, you know, they didn't the deliver a good service. The lawnmower blades will need reshaped. Yes, that's true. Yeah. That's a higher pole or, or whoever they got the, the lawnmower from. Yeah. That's their yeah. issue to take up, I guess. It was just an amazing. I feel like we're, we're dealing with a top five reality moment, maybe of the last decade. Yeah, kissing it afterwards as well. Yeah, oh. kissing the plaque, just running over, hearing the tink, and then... Fuck! <laughs> and just like Stephen mowing completely over this thing. It's completely like what did he think was going to happen? 
I don't know that he was, he was he going was at such a frenetic pace. I don't think that he realised he was going over it. I just think that he was like, he was looking around. He wasn't looking straight ahead. Do you know what? I just think Stephen's amazing. He's incredible. I just think that the whole, his whole reaction was just extremely relatable. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, can totally. You think, like, like you, nearly you, crying, just like staring at it. Like, what did I do? Just yeah. trying to make it fix with your eyes. Yeah. It was yeah. like when I babysat my niece and dropped her on her head. It was like that moment you're like, oh, that's bad. Yeah. 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 Um, no, Ness was, uh, Ness was extraordinary. Like she, she was she's such so, she's a so good, good hype woman. It's just Ness, Ness versus uh, Michael for the win. That's true. I think. I think. That's true. Um, yeah, can I we mean, talk about the tiny hedges? Yes. <laughs> yes. That's the only reason this podcast exists <laughs> is because, I mean, this is a direct quote. I wrote it down from Cassie. They found the world's smallest hedges and found someone to pay them to make them smaller. Wonderful commentary from Cassie. But also they should just win them the challenge, to be perfectly fair. If, if, if you can sell someone a downsizing mm. of an already tiny hedge, mm. then you're a master salesperson. Yeah, totally. Yeah. That was such small hedges. It was so, so I've never seen anything like it. And just like just down there, just yeah, they gave them a lovely Japanese garden. It's beautiful. Um, anyway, unsurprisingly, we have Erna and Michael in the boardroom for the elimination. Now they're going through the whole, like, why are you here? What are you doing it for? Blah, 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 blah. Erna's doing it for her kids. I don't know she had kids. I feel like it's just the first time we've heard about this. Mm, I think so. Er- yeah. Erna's speech, but tends to say this, but... I kind of think that if you're asking for a $50,000 investment, being like, invest in me because I came here for work-life balance and the most important thing in my life is family, it just, like, that, those are lovely sentiments that should exist in the world, but in the cutthroat world of The Apprentice, saying, like, my two values, work-life balance and the most important thing is family, just doesn't scream... No, but you've like you've, the wind? you've missed the thing in the middle where she said that her success is measured in time, right? Which I think is a fair call. Like if you're successful at business and you've got everything working to the point where you can take some time yeah. to be with your family, like that's uh, that's a successful business person, right? I think that's probably true, but it just feels like you're. This is the apprentice. Okay, so yeah, that's, she's, that's, she's, the, that's the end goal. That's the end goal, but it just feels like you're you're cuts before the horse a little bit when you're trying to get the fifty k out of Mike Pedo. Maybe she's just saying because apparently Cassie told us the fifty k they can do whatever they like with. They don't have to. There's no rule that says they have to invest in their business. So maybe oh, she's just I like, that. I want fifty k. So I just have to work for the rest oh, of the year and help my family. Sick yeah, of working. <laughs> also, does Michael have children? I think so. I he think did. he mentioned He did, eh? Yeah, he said he was like overseas blacking out just on the rack and uh, came home for his kids or from his kids. I, don't, I wasn't really clear on what happened, but I, I bought it. Yeah. What is, what is corporate wellness? Um, I think it's like when they, like, remember that time we had someone come in and give us massages? Oh, no, you weren't here. Remember that time we had someone give us massages? That was nice. It's like looking, at, it's like looking after your people in their, in their work-life balance and kind of finding... Is that oh, yeah. It? Is that yeah. it? I don't know. That sounds right. Yeah. So he wants to start a he corporate wellness business. A woo-woo, a woo-woo business, right? Yeah. 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 Cool. He just wants to wheel and deal. Kind of like be rich, but also chill out. Yeah. That's kind of the vibe. He wants to go into workplaces. <laughs> he wants to convince people like Duncan, who've got a company that employs people, to hold a workshop where he comes in and says, 
if you finish at five, make sure you finish at five. Get home, see your family, put into yourself, mm. go for a jog if that's your thing, listen to music if that's your thing, make sure you take your lunch break and some of my collagen powder. <laughs> I just think that was amazing. Thank Jane. you. That's five hundred and sixty-four dollars per person. How much is the collagen powder? Is that free? No, that's an upsell. Of oh, course, okay. it's not free. Okay, sorry. Come on, I'm a businesswoman. <laughs> I'm stepping into my potency. Yeah. Wow, you're amazing. Thank you. Anyway, Una gets fired. Yeah, I, I thought it was appropriate. Um, I just want to make comment before we finish up the podcast on Stephen's lovely textured tie. Did you notice it? He was oh, the, wool, the yellow yeah, suit, yeah, the wool tie. Yeah. And then when they were back at the house, he matched the uh, the cushions as well, which is a nice touch. He thinks about everything. He should be on the block. Part of the furniture. I feel like Stephen on the block would be amazing. That would be amazing. We, sh- we need to get crossover to the point where we can do the mega show that's everything. Like a married at it's first dating, sight. It's dating, it's renovation, or just, it's just, business. Just move people across. So you get a married at first sight couple on the block. You get a couple of apprentice people on the block. Everyone on the block. It feels like at least 20, they should have a mandatory rule. Like, like, you know how there's like the quota for New Zealand music. There should be, we have 25% professional reality contestants on any new show yes. so that there's some continuity there. Yes, yes. And I also think your idea of this, the, the Rat King where every time we come up in the new show, we have to bolt it into some kind of elixir of everything show mm-hmm. where you're getting married and making something and trying to be a business person and all that. I also think it would be great to have one person who is in every show. <sighs> and what if the, then you're a champion of the, like in the Rat King show, you could, who is champions. the reality legend? Mm. This is all copyright, the spin-off. We've, I mean, this is getting the rights to... to, to Put all shows together, be quite difficult. But it's fine. Man. Do you know what? We'll get Mike to sort it out. He's a master negotiator. That's true. True. Seventy-five on the handshake. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Erna had picked up that trick as well. Yeah, I'm gonna try yeah. it one day. Oh, yeah. next time I see Ben Boyce. <laughs> okay, you guys, we would like you to listen to our podcast on handshakes. Subscribe. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. Make your friends. Word listen. of mouth. Just open it on you. And if you've been listening as a couple, stop that. Listen yeah. on separate devices, More. please. Mm-hmm. Just press play simultaneously and you're in stereo. Yes, thank on you. On your own. Appreciate Get a second it. phone. Mm, yeah. Get as many as you can. All the phones. We need... We need a pod farm. <laughs> yeah. you know? Oh my God, like pod bots. Yeah. Can you guys start Just pod bots Just play the real pod on a thousand phones in a room. Oh I love it. God, it'd be awful. Oh, be, so honestly, torturous. <laughs> anyway, thank you very much, everyone, for listening. <laughs> Thanks, Alex. Thanks, Duncan. Thank Thanks, Jane. DI for recording and producing this. And uh, thank you to the spin-off members. Sorry. Yeah. We're corny and we're sorry. Tell any of the other members <laughs> about this. Bye. Bye. Talo for Lover. I'm Madeline Chapman, editor at The Spinner. If you have the means, consider supporting our high-quality journalism by becoming a spin-off member. Sign up now at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. Kia ora e te iwi, te aihe Butler here, podcast manager at The Spinoff. If you enjoy listening to our podcasts, consider supporting our mahi by signing up to become a Spinoff member at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. The Spinoff Podcast Network.